0: What's up Chiefs Kingdom? A lot of things to cover around the league and on the team. OTAs just came and we're about to enter the dead period of the offseason until training camp. It's going to be a short one today. So Chiefs Kingdom, I'd like to welcome you all to the Kingdom Connect podcast. This is the Kansas City Cheese Podcast. You're with your host and producer, Eric Lupartis, certified health and performance trainer. Hope everybody's doing very well today. We're recording this episode on Sunday, May 29th. It is very beautiful out today. Hope Cheese Kingdom is doing health. Hope Cheese Kingdom is doing well, and you guys are very healthy. Um... Before we get too deep into this episode, I just want to give my heart and my prayers out to the families that were affected by the Robb Elementary mass shootings. Crazy and tragic situation. Children should never have to lose their lives. No one should ever have to lose their lives. But children of that age, it, it it's sad and You know, I'm not going to get too deep into the political side of things because there is a lot of political shit that's going on because of it. But something has to change. I don't know what the answer is. I don't have the answer. I'm not going to try to, you know, find one, but something has to change. And I think if we all can understand that, I think something will change. But anyways, like I said, my heart and my prayers go out to those families who are affected. And it it just should never happen and should never be tolerated. Anyways, um, like I said, it's going to be a short episode today. We're entering that dead period of the off season where things are going to get pretty boring until training camp. And I'm going to have to start figuring out (laughs) ways to keep you guys entertained on episodes um, so with that being said, let's get into this episode today. Um, earlier this week, I did a little, little arguing with some f- people on Twitter because a lot of people don't like the fact when I say Joe Burrow hasn't really done nothing in his career other than, yes, he did make it to a Super Bowl. Um, and when I say Josh Allen hasn't really done much in his career, And matter of fact, I don't even think I even argued with a lot of Bengals and Bills fans this week. I think it was other teams. I I can't specifically remember what I said. It could have been the Colts. I don't know. It could have been the Chargers. I don't remember. But I was on one this week, and I don't know why, because I usually don't try to argue with people a lot. But this one guy went out of his way to find old pictures of me on my Twitter and saying that, oh, your eyes are spread out too far, just trying to clown me. The dude had like five followers. He wasn't shit. He tried to say that my podcast was irrelevant and I was an irrelevant podcast host. Well, guess what? At the end of the day, I just started this damn thing like a month ago. I don't expect 50 million people to hear my damn show right now. Now, I'm going to work my ass off to put this show on top as much as I can, but... Yeah, it's not a top thing right now and I understand that, but this dude was just an idiot. Anyways, um one of the biggest things that's happened around the league is the NFL held a diversity seminar with the owners and coaches. Um I don't remember what specific day it was held, but this is good. I mean, this is definitely, you know, one of the changes the league has made since we're, you know, going in the right direction of trying to hire more minority coaches to recognize that there are issues, there is still racism out there and a lot of um things that are happening bad in the black communities. So I think that the NFL is recognizing this and they're doing you know, they're doing a lot of things like like this, like holding seminars so owners can understand where Coaches are coming from that are you know minorities, so we can have more head coaches that are minorities or top OCs or top DCs, um, and 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 nothing like where you know you put a guy in place and you know he's gonna fail in two in two years because he he's in charge of a shit team. But this this definitely gives owners and coaches new perspectives. It gives the NFL a new perspective. And it's just a step in the right direction of trying to hire more minority coaches. And with that being said, the uh, ringleader who pretty much started the, uh, the motion was Colin Kaepernick. Um, most of you guys all know that he received a tryout this week with the Raiders. He did not walk away with the contract, but... Uh, They were impressed, and I'm sure other teams will want to try him out. I don't know. He may not ever make a team ever again. I know a lot of people don't really care for him because they think he sucks. And yeah, he, he if you look at his stats and his numbers, they're not good. He's really not anything that great of a quarterback. But with that being said, I'm not looking at it from that perspective. I'm looking at it from the uh, motion that he did. And I'm not going to get too deep into BLM because BLM is is something that's important to me, being a black man myself. And I was part of a lot of the protesting, but in a good way, in a very positive manner. And I know that that is something that he tried to push forward into the league, at least started the uh, the motion. Um, but again, I'm not going to get too deep into that because it's been kind of something that's been repetitively talked to over the years. But good to see Colin Kaepernick getting some uh, um, tryouts and stuff. And, and again, I don't really, I don't care for for the uh, statistical things or how well he plays. Even though you should look at it from that perspective, I just look at it for. I like the fact that the NFL kind of blackballed him. So if he can kind of make a team, that would be pretty cool um anyways um antonio brown um it's been some rumors going around that he is contemplating on retiring but i know that he has said that he wanted to return to the pittsburgh steelers i think that he misses that team and with probably with ben roethlisberger retiring ironically maybe he kind of wants to get out of it i don't know um but it it I don't know. I don't really care for Antonio Brown. The dude has been a nutcase for the last couple of years. Yes, he got to win a Super Bowl with Tom Brady. You know, he should be happy. If I were him, I would just retire. I mean, dude, you have some some issues and it doesn't seem like you can really you can be a team player at this point. I don't know where your mindset is. But I, I I don't know I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna give you another opportunity, man. <sighs> Excuse me. Um, David Njoku tied in for the Cleveland Browns. He got a, a four year extension, uh, fifty six point seven five. Uh, I don't know. To I'm not gonna get into the guaranteed money because I I really don't care about the Browns. Um, I don't know where their mindsets are this year. They dicked around with Baker. They signed Deshaun Watson to a massive deal. And I think they're just trying to get guys, you know, for Watson. Um, it seems that they want to keep Baker around just for insurance, but Baker's not showing up to OTAs. I don't blame the man. Um, he, he was pretty much dicked around. I don't care for him that much as a player. But for a team to do that to a quarterback, that was pretty much the best thing that's kind of happened. It was kind of shitty. But anyways, another thing with them, uh, Clowney re-signed. Uh, He was kind of the last hope for the Chiefs as far as signing a pass rusher. Um, But he took... He took uh, a good deal. I mean, they paid him, like, one for, like, 11 or one for, like, 12 or something like that. Or it could have been more. I'm not going to get too much in those details. But they overpaid for him, in my opinion. Um, I wouldn't have given him anything uh, over 10. It's just – he's just not – his name is what has gotten him far in his career. And that's what he's going to keep doing. He's just going to keep signing one-year deals with teams because, you know, I'm – A tackle for loss should never should have never one tackle for loss should have never made you a first round pick first overall pick I should say um Tyreek Hill uh he's came out and said that you know Tua has one of the beautiful most beautiful arms that he's seen you know it could have been a con you know we all joke around saying that it was a contractual thing saying that it you know, it, he was supposed to say that, you know, that was the PR thing to say. Um, he signed that mega deal, so he has to come out and defend Tua. Well, guys, you all know how I feel about Tua Tungvaloa. He's not that good of a quarterback. I'm sorry. Quarterbacks like that play at Alabama, just they don't really come out like anything special just because Alabama is a powerhouse and a lot of, is around those school that school that makes them very good, like their defense, their offensive line, their receivers, their running back, their linebackers, their edge rushers. I mean, it, everything about them makes it so good that it kind of overpowers a quarterback position, except for um, the quarterback that played this year. I, I can't think of his name off the top of my head, but he uh, obviously won the Heisman, so – that was one good play. That is was a, a spotlight on their team. And not to get too much into college because this isn't what it's about. I was just talking about Tua to of Loa. I just don't think he's that good. They're going to see how bad he is again. They may cut him after this year. Who knows? Um, Kyler Murray, he hasn't showed up to OTAs either. I don't I don't know that situation. Me personally, I think Kyler Murray, Kyler, Kyler Murray is a crybaby. I mean, dude, you you have two elite receivers in A.J. Green and DeAndre Hopkins. I know A.J. Green's not super elite like he was in 2016, but he is still top. He's still a pretty good receiver. He'll get you first downs. He'll get you some workhorse yards. The dude has probably you know a top five tight end on his team with uh in um Zach Ertz and they just drafted the best tight end that came out of the damn draft and uh fuck what's his name um uh Trey McBride yeah they drafted him and then on top of that i want to say they just brought they just traded for oh yeah Hollywood Brown they traded for him and on top of that you have James Conner and then you signed Darrell Williams from us who played with us And you know what? Say what you want about Daryl Williams. I think Daryl Williams was a workhorse running back. Yeah, he had some moments where he ran slow. I know he had that drop in the Super Bowl, you know, that could have made the game a little bit more competent. But, you know, I I liked Daryl Williams for the most part. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Oh, guys. Oh, man, I am tired. I am running on zero carbs, Uh, I've been on this bodybuilding prep for the last, you know, 13, 14, 13 weeks, I am two weeks out, it's almost there. So um, I'm a little brain fogged. So if I sound confusing, or a little jittery, or a little mush mouth, I apologize. But when your brain lacks sugar, sometimes things don't just go the way you want it to go. Anyways. Um, again, Kyler Murray, he has all this help, and I just don't understand why he's just so upset about everything. I don't know if he's like, Oh, I want a new deal. I'm like, Why, dude? Like, do something in your career just before you start, you know, demanding things, you know, and wanting, you know, a new contract. I just don't understand why players are like that now. They haven't done anything in their careers. Just to prove that they won a contract. At least Mahomes had already won an MVP and took a, took us to the damn Super Bowl and won the whole damn thing, you know, before he signed his contract. Or, you know, maybe he signed it, you know, in the offseason as we won the before we won the Super Bowl. I can't remember when he signed the contract. But he had already had an MVP. He's a Super Bowl champion and a Super Bowl MVP. You know, he has a lot on his belt. He's taken us to the four straight NF- AFC championships. We've won two of those things. We've been in two Super Bowl appearances. He's done a lot. So he earned his contract. So, And some other players have too. Um, this right here, this news is starting to piss me off. Um, because they they choose the Chargers to win every single fucking year. And again, we proved them wrong. The Chiefs have been the AFC West champions the last last six years. Nothing has changed since 2016. Yep, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, 2021. We've been AFC West champions six years in a row. And they have chose the Chargers to win every year. And I just don't understand. I get they have Justin Herbert. And Justin Herbert is a talented quarterback. The best thing that happened to them for a long time. You know, I can't say Phillip Rivers, because Phillip Rivers was down, was pretty much not good anymore, like within like five like his last like four years of his career. Um, but anyways, Justin Herbert's good, they have talent, but you know, they have old guys on their defense. Joey Bosa is getting old. Khalil Mack is old, um, and their linebackers aren't really that good, uh, they signed, oh, they signed Kyle Van Noy, he's also old, um, Duran James, he can't stay healthy, uh, they did sign JC Jackson, that was a good pickup to pair with Asante Samuel, um, I don't know who they got on their, else on their defensive line, but, who knows how things are going to be. As far as I'm concerned, their offensive line still isn't really that good. They have Rashawn Slater. Maybe they got a solid uh, right tackle. I don't know. Because I think Rashawn Slater is a left tackle. I could be wrong. I, I'm not going to look too much into it. But I think he is actually a left tackle. So, oh, excuse me. Sorry. Sorry if I'm yawning. I, I don't mean to do that to you guys. But, again, I'm tired. Um, But... I do understand this pick um Buffalo to win the AFC. I understand that just because Buffalo right now looks good on paper. They look better on paper. Maybe that's why they maybe that's why they're choosing the Chargers to win the AFC West cuz maybe they look better on paper. But until it's proven otherwise, it's the Chiefs division. The Broncos don't even think about putting them up there just because they got Russell Wilson. I I they could they they could be battling for second place, but that's about it um but buffalo i can understand about them winning the afc i do think this is their last year this is the last opportunity last year was supposed to be their year but it, it didn't happen or the 2000 uh yeah 2021 that was supposed to be their year but we spoiled it they almost got lucky in 2020 but then in 2021 they were supposed to beat us and it was, you know, kind of like how we lost to the Patriots in 2018. We lost in the AFC Championship. Then we turn around and win it all the next year. That was supposed to be them. They lost to us in the AFC Championship, and they were supposed to win it all. But we spoiled that. This is their last year. If they don't win, they're, they're going to have to shut that thing down. I mean, they're going to lose Poyer. They're going to lose Micah Hyde uh they may be able to keep one of them von miller's contract's gonna eat up a lot of their their money uh josh allen's contract is not as team friendly as a lot of uh like patrick mahomes it's gonna eat up a lot of their money they're gonna they're they're probably not gonna re-sign tremaine edmonds i'm sorry he hasn't he's good he's probably made one pro bowl but he hasn't been an all pro and usually with linebackers for you to get a contract, you kind of have to be an All-Pro or at least have one All-Pro year or consecutive Pro Bowl years. And he's talented, he's young, and he's, he's really good, but he's probably going to be signed somewhere else. They're going to have to look, learn, uh, look for a new linebacker. Matt Milano, they, re- they signed him to a contract a year or two ago. You know, I don't know how his contract's going to really hit them. So they have a lot of things they're gonna that's gonna affect them if they don't win at all this year if they don't win the AFC at least. So I don't know, um, but Buffalo on paper it does look look uh, tough to win the AFC. Um, I do think we will see them in the playoffs. I think we will we will face Buffalo in the playoffs this year. I I I just see it again, um, but I don't know how things are gonna go. I do know we do play them in the regular season. My prediction for that game is, it's it's not going to be a close game. I think it's going to be, um, it's going to be one way or the other. It's either going to be Chiefs or big lead, or it's going to be Buffalo with a big, big lead. So I don't know. Um, surprisingly, well, not surprisingly to me, but it might be surprising the most. NFL made Charvarius Ward the most underappreciated player. and to be fair, I, I definitely agree with this. Um, Charvarius Ward has gotten better every year that he's played for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's improved. I mean other than like super like elite elite receivers or freakish receivers like Jamar Chase who just constantly snatched over him. You know he was in perfect position, but Jamar Chase is just a freak of nature, and there's nothing you can do about it. Um, so I do believe he is a very, very underappreciated player. Um, he he was very consistent. He had interceptions. He was he played strong. He did his thing. Um, he had some he had some mess up moments. I'm not gonna lie. There are times where I did say, "Damn, Charvarius Ward." Damn Ward. And a lot of people probably didn't like him, and a lot of people were probably happy that he re- he signed somewhere else. But honestly, if we were able to re-sign him, I would have been happy. Traverius Ward's a very talented corner, and it is very hard to find cornerbacks in the league. Now, I know we have McDuffie, we have Snead, we have Fenton, we have a lot of other guys. We have Lonnie Johnson. Um, But Charveris Ward was – I appreciated him, and I definitely can understand why he received uh, the NFL underappreciated uh, player or NFL named him the most underappreciated player. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, when we get back, uh, we're going to get into Chiefs news and uh, OTAs. All right, Chiefs Kingdom, what you guys have all been waiting for throughout the episode, time to talk Chiefs. Patrick Mahomes and Brittany, they just announced not too long ago that baby number two is coming. That's exciting. I want us to give a congratulations out to them. Uh, that He's slowly building his family. Now, hopefully, we can start slowly building more Lombardis. Um, no, that's cool. I'm very happy for them. Sterling's going to be very happy to have um, a sibling, whether that be a boy or a girl. I'm not going to get too much into that, but I know some people may have their opinions, but that's pretty cool. I'm all about family. That's just who I am as a person. So pretty cool. Um, Some really unfortunate news, and thankfully, uh, LeJerry Sneed was not there when this happened, but his car was shot up in his hometown. Now, it was said that he was not there when this happened, I think he was probably loaning a car to a buddy, but there were bullet holes. He filed her police report, not a hundred percent sure why they say he was detained, but um, yeah, thankfully, he didn't get shot up. I personally think he probably needs to I wouldn't say stop going to your hometown because you can't really tell somebody to stop going where they're from. I mean, they're going to naturally want to be around family and, you know, old friends and stuff. And, you you know, people are like, oh, well, he needs to get the people that he cares about out of there. Well, it's a little hard to move people around. That's not as easy as you think. Um, so I just think he just needs to just be careful. That's all I got to say. And thankfully, he was not there when his car was shot up. So um some annoying news that kind of happened um on on the team um there was more slander on Eric Bieniemy, um and this time it was by a former player named LaShawn McCoy a uh, player that was drafted by Andy Reid on the Philadelphia Eagles someone that Eric Bieniemy knows very well um here's what I got to say about that and I have said in very previous episodes that Eric Biennamy is loved by the team. He's still here. He's still the offensive coordinator. I think the team is not their team is upset or that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job. The owners have are upset that he hasn't gotten a head coaching job. So that's why they keep bringing him back. And they like the man. They they respect him. Andy Reid respects him. Players respect him. You know, Andy Reid came out and shut that shit down. Of course, what, you know, LaShawn McCoy, you know, said, I'm not going to get too much into what he specifically said, but LaShawn McCoy basically was saying that there's a reason why Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a head coaching job, and it's because he doesn't treat players right. It's always what they say. And of course, you know, of course, fans in Chiefs Kingdom were like, oh, I don't like him. I don't know why the Chiefs brought him back, blah, 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 like, shut up. Shut up. Why are you listening to a player that got benched because he holds the damn ball like a fucking loaf of bread? That's probably why Eric Bianomi benched you, is because you, you can't you can't hold on to the ball and you fumbled a lot, bro. And that's what Andy Reid even said. Sometimes it's hard for players of that age when they're older to accept that they might not be as good as they once were. And honestly, that's as real as you're going to get from Andy Reid. He usually will not really specifically say be real like that, but that, that was a real statement. And that's the truth. Sometimes, you know, players, you know, and I can probably understand, you know, this, you know, I didn't play, you know, a super long, you know, long time career or anything like that. You know, I didn't play in college. I chose not to. I had offers, but I chose not to. Um, because of where my mindset was with the game at the time, but I can understand, you know, where someone comes in and, you know, probably takes your spot, you know, and you feel like, well, damn, my name is this. And I've been doing this for a long time, you know, well, sometimes your name can't always get you places. And that's probably what Eric Bieniemy was trying to tell LaShawn McCoy. Like, I get your 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 and Shady McCoy, man, but you're fumbling, man, and you're, you're you cost us some plays, and we can't have that. And Eric Bieniemy seems like he's a real coach, and they may have gotten into it one time. So yeah, I'm sure Shady has his opinion about. You know Eric enemy. but guess what, bro? Your opinion doesn't matter. You won a championship. You won two Super Bowl rings without even playing, bro. You got you got benched in both Super Bowls, and I'm sure because of fumbling problems, Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy don't tolerate fumbles. And I damn sure know Bruce Arians and Brian Byron Leftwich didn't fucking tire. Uh, Brian Leftwich, whatever his name is, didn't uh fucking tolerate uh fumbles. So, you know, Shane McCoy, just retire, you know, do whatever, you know, the case may be. But, you know, I don't know. Just stop slandering coaches, man. It's not cool. It makes you look bad. It makes you look like a crybaby. And again, your former head coach, Andy Reid, defended him like he always does because the team loves him. The owners love him and the coach loves the other coaches love him. Moving on um george kittle came out and uh he said some good things about travis kelsey it seems like you know kittle and kelsey are you know very good friends also kelsey and gronk are very good friends too um but kittle thinks kelsey should uh be you know get paid a lot more he should be getting paid just as up there with the receivers because he is the best receiving tight end that we've ever seen no one's doing things that travis kelsey has done I and and I'm a man who fucking loves Tony Gonzalez, and Tony Gonzalez is a goat of tight ends. But Travis Kelsey is cementing his legacy, and with it, when it's going to be all said and done, I think Kelsey's going to surpass a lot of things. I don't know if it's going to be yards because you know T.G. played for a long time, but if Kelsey just keeps racking thousand yard seasons for like the next five years, he's pretty much going to be up there and. I you know, a lot of people already place him up there. You know, the Super Bowl already definitely helps. The consecutive thousand yard seasons help. He doesn't have as many Pro Bowls or as all many all pros as Tony Gonzalez, but Kelsey is definitely the GOAT tight end right now. No one's taking that away from him. Kittle can't stay healthy. Gronk is done, you know, pretty much and Kelsey came out and he was said, you know what, I'm not even about the money. I'm flattered that Kittle thinks that about me, but man, I'm trying to cement my legacy and help my team win. And that's what you love. Kelsey's gonna be here until the end of the day. He's gonna be in Canton. His his bus is gonna be in Canton and it's gonna be in Arrowhead. So with that being said, I, I love Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is the greatest tight end playing today. Um, speaking of tight ends, uh, a converted tight end, uh, Jody Fortson, he inked his deal. He signed a one-year deal. Good to see that you know coming in. I think that, um, that that uh, Achilles injury, it sucked, but they're not as bad as ACL injuries. Uh, the recovery is a little bit different, but he's gonna be good. Uh, I think he's, he, he's going to still, uh, come in and show some production. If he can come in and get like five, 600 yards, that'd be good. I'd be good with that. You know, give, get about three, four touchdowns in the ends in the red zone. So, you know, that, that, that would be good. You know, I, I'm, I'm happy to see that Jody Fortson is still on the team and he's, uh, recovered very well. I saw that he did a lot of work down in Texas with, uh, Patrick Mahomes, his trainer, uh, Bobby Stroop. So that's pretty cool to see. Um, especially around the uh team right now, OTAs, um, organized team activities is going on. They, uh, I, I think this one was a three day, three or four days. I don't know how many. There's specific camps. I know there will be another one later in June, um, right before training camp, and that might be the last one before training camp, but. OTAs is for them to come in, work out. Uh they're do they're throwing around on the field, uh running drills, offense and defense. So vets are there um and uh rookies obviously. And one pr- player who hasn't showed up to uh, OTAs, which I kind of expected and we all should have expected was Orlando Brown Jr. um I know that these OTAs are, vol- are voluntary, so it's not really anything crazy. Um, I do think they're going to get a deal done. I-, I just know that I don't know if he's found an agent yet. I don't remember if Matt Derrick on the Locked On podcast with Ryan Tracy mentioned that he found an agent yet. Usually he's he's a beat reporter with the team, so he's he's very inside with a lot of things. Um, but that was the thing. OBJ didn't have an agent, so I don't know if he was trying to do everything by himself or he was gonna wait till he found an agent. But we gotta get his, we gotta get him done. We gotta solidify him as the left tackle. I know there was that news uh, line that came out that he said that he wants to be the highest paid left tackle. I don't think that's gonna happen. I I think they're gonna sign him, but he's not gonna be the highest paid you know i know you've won, you've been selected in pro bowls last 3 years man and i know you played um you know you you were so, you were you were solid you were a solid left tackle you were not elite but you were a solid left tackle um some some struggles earlier in the season as expected but you progressed over the year and you got better and you looked fine and decent um but you're not going to get elite money, man. I just don't think you've earned that. Uh, I just don't know why you want to put the team right now in that position. I mean, we drafted Darren Kennard to come in and probably try to fight and solidify the right tackle spot. Because you were supposed to be be able to solidify the left tackle spot. Now, maybe we might be in contract issues with you. and We might have to find a new left tackle Probably, you know, moving uh Lucas Nyang to left side or maybe having Joe Tooney play a little bit of the left side since he's a little versatile. I don't really want Joe Tooney to play the left tackle spot just because he is a phenomenal left guard and he should stay where he's phenomenal at. So um I, we just need to get it done. Um so we just are not in this bind. Um Justin Ross, uh, he's made some uh, crazy catches. I know a lot of you guys have probably seen that on social media. Uh, Patrick came out and said that it, it's like he's, it's like this is normal for him, and you know it, it shouldn't surprise us. He he showed a lot of that his flash his uh, freshman year at Clemson before all of the injuries and stuff. But again, we should hold our high horses. This is OTAs. This is still jersey shorts and helmet a lot of lightness playing very light and no one's hitting it's should be easy you know it's not it's not where you have pressure you have a guy all over you but i do think Justin Ross is going to you know for sure make this roster i think he will uh, be in the uh, receiving core as far as who they bring on travel um i st- I, I personally i believe the receiving core will look like this you're gonna have Juju at number one. You're gonna have um, Juju at number one. You're gonna have MVS at number number two or Hardman at number two, and then you're gonna have uh, Justin Ross and and um, M- and it could be MVS at number three as well. I I don't know. You know I think actually it's gonna be Juju, Justin Ross, MVS. Um, and Hardman's gonna be like your 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 swing guy where you can throw a lot of um wide receiver screens wide receiver sweeps touch passes jet sweeps he's gonna be more of your gadget receiver you're gonna do a lot of those things you know he could start the season as the number two just because of you know he's been on the team, but I think that's where he's ultimately gonna be um and your main big body receivers will be Justin Ross. Um Juju in MBS. Um now I don't think Josh Gordon's gonna make the team, unfortunately. Just because of his age, where he's been at, it's been a nice story. I just don't see it happening. He could stay on the practice squad and I'd be okay with that. You know, they honestly could even put Justin Ross on the practice squad because they may not feel like he's fully ready. I don't know. Um, there has been a player that's been on a radar and uh, on team, and um that's Justin Watson, I believe, a former receiver that played with uh Tampa Bay and it seems that Mahomes has said very good things about him. Uh, I don't know his details a lot, but I'm, I'm I'll eventually get into that. Uh, but that's nice to see that we're having some guys show out show out in OTAs and giving uh, Patrick a lot of looks and a lot of um, new uh, options or new weapons, and maybe he can be part of the receiving core. And one guy I can't believe I completely forgot, the rookie Sky Moore. Um, he's definitely going to be in the receiving, the starting receiving core. So actually, it could be this. Juju at number one, Sky Moore at number two, MVS um, at number three. Hardman as your gadget guy and Justin Ross will be like your rotational piece. He'll come in on certain plays um, just because you need to get him some looks in there. And if he can even Justin Ross can come in and get a couple hundred yards, that'd be pretty cool. You know, if Justin Watson makes the team, he can find his way into the rotation as well. Um like I said, uh on uh Juju and MVS, they're definitely gonna be the receiving core. They looked very strong at OTAs uh MVA, MVS is going to be that guy who's going to take the top off because of his speed he's very long he's very tall he has that stride um I know he had the drop problem in Green Bay but last year he improved it had a zero percent drop rate but the year before he dropped a lot I'm pulling for him I hope that he can re, you know revive his career here Juju of course is on a one-year deal but I think he's gonna come in and be your starting number one. He's gonna be a lot of your short yards, short yards receiver. Uh, he's gonna fight for those extra downs. He might, you know, produce some yak as well. Um, there hasn't been too much looks on the running backs. Uh, you know, I saw Ceh is you know practice on a lot of um pass downs. You know, you could see it where they may have Rojo as your starting first and second down player. And you bring CEH in as your pass down back. Um, and that would be pretty cool. Um, just because I just, I don't know. But I don't, CEH, he was a first round pick. He still may have that, you know, that first round uh, pick uh, seniority at starting. So it it could very well be that. I personally would have him as your third down passing back and I would have Rojo as your first and second down running back, run like actual run down back. Um and then I would bring in Pacheco at as your pass blocking back whenever you need to pass a, an extra pass blocker for Pat um if you're not going to do anything with the running backs just because Pacheco I heard is a very good blocker um they may have Pacheco as your uh punt returner. Uh, I've been seeing him doing a lot of punt returns on um in OTAs and that that's pretty good to see. They say that he could be a secret weapon uh for the team. Um but with that's that's pretty much like a um a remain to be seen type of thing. I'm not going to put too much into a 7th round rookie, but he's a running back and running backs kind of come and go. So um, Nick Bolton, uh there's been some good news about him. Uh, he could be taking a bigger leap this year, uh being a leader on that team. He's definitely gonna be in the green dot. He's the mic. Um will be that mic in that base four three over and under, um, or just stacked. But he'll will, I think he may come in and still play your nickel spot, your nickel mic. I don't I don't know if he'll run reps at the buck. He may may do that too. Um, but in your dime package, uh, he could run the dime linebacker that single linebacker position that lines up with like that third box safety, uh, which will be Brian Cook, uh, but Nick Bolton could be that dime linebacker just because, I don't know if Willie Gay is ready to take on that role. He should be going into his uh third year, his third year. Um, I don't know how well he is with that playbook, but he's your best pass coverage linebacker. So he would be better fitting for the dime linebacker spot, but it's just the mental part of it that you, you're not sure if, uh, of uh Willie Gay has down. And, you know, so Willie Gay could just be better to play like that, that pass coverage roaming that the buck, essentially your off ball guy, that roams around sometimes in the nickel, and obviously he'll be your will in the base 4-3, because um, you can do so much with Willie Gay. But I don't know if Willie Gay is going to take that dime linebacker role, because you didn't see him do it last year. You actually saw Nick Bolton do it last year, and he did very well. And again, pass coverage is not his strong suit. Um he's more of that linebacker that you have to ask him to drop to a specific spot, um, like a hook and curl or something like that. And that's the same with Leo Chanel. Uh Leo Chanel is gonna you know, he's gonna uh, ball out this year. He's gonna be your Sam, obviously. He's gonna blitz the A gap. They could I could see a scenario where they um overhang him like in you know in the four three. Uh, where they might sending him, put him off the edge, kind of like what they tried to do with Reggie Raglan, even though Reggie Ragland was trash at doing it. So I think if you have Nick at the mic, obviously, and commanding the middle, you have your Will and Willie Gay. He'll be, you know, your pass coverage. You know that that guy who's rangy, you can move sideline to sideline, and obviously you'll have your run, your other run thumper, and um Leo Chanel, who can take on the bigger bodied linemen and the blocks and stuff on the strong side so i think the linebacking core is going to be good like i said i think the lb core should be remained uh, renamed death row even though i know that's a leo chanel thing but it'd be cool and i think nick bolton's gonna even take a bigger leap i'm i'm sniffing an all pro year maybe even uh but at least a pro bowl year so um uh, more on the defense, Justin Reed, he's very – he he's commanded the secondary. He came out and said that this is probably by far the most exciting defense he's ever played in, um, and I believe that's probably with the versatility that they're going to have him do. I think they're going to have him play some tiring spots. I don't see it really being the nickel, but they may have him play, you know, robber role. Um, he's definitely taking the leadership role, you know, and that could be the whole defense or that can be just the secondary – um, just because Nick Bolton, even though he's a leader, he's like that silent leader. Not that was essentially like Anthony Hitchens. Anthony Hitchens was like that silent leader, essentially, because he was the mic kind of uh, commanding things, but wasn't very, very vocal, but his game was going to show it. But Justin Reed is very vocal and he's going to show his leadership on the team. And I'm very excited to see him play. He's, he's going to play a lot of deep, you know, with uh Juan Thornhill, but you're going to see him probably come up and play some of those. Um, uh, Robert Roll you can even probably see him in the big nickel spots probably next to the two uh, linebackers um, if you don't want to put Brian Cook there and you you know have other guys deep so uh, that's pretty cool to see Um, like I said uh, Patrick Mahomes was talking about Justin Watson earlier Justin Watson was that receiver from Tampa it's, it's just good to see you know new guys coming in new faces you know we don't It's it's different, you know. Sammy Watkins has been gone. Tyreek Hill is now gone. Uh, Byron Pringle is now gone. DeMarcus Robinson is now gone. And you know the the wide receiver core is so different. But I'm excited to see them, Um, especially Sky Moore. You know he is he's gonna be very very interesting. I think he's gonna be. I don't want to say he's gonna be Patrick's favorite weapon outside of Travis Kelsey, but. He's going to do things that Patrick's going to be like, oh, thank God we have him on our team. And I believe that. I'm not going to say it's going to be like Tyreek Hill, but it's going to be effective in his own way. Um, uh, one final thing before we get out of here. Uh, Patrick was talking about the continuity of the offensive line, how they all hang out together. They all go out and eat together, do things together, which is good. You love seeing that. Um, I don't know how the offensive line was before when you had you know Fisher, Swartz, Ryder, you know Tardif, Wisniewski, or you know why you know I don't know how I don't know how the continuity was if those guys hung out with each other. I'm sure they did, um, but with our offensive line being as young as they are now it's easy for them to all like hang out with each other do things around the community i know trey smith and creed humphrey are best friends like i follow them both and it seems like every time they post something they're always doing something together um but that's cool you know i again orlando brown's kind of you know holding out right now until he gets something done um, but we need that offensive line to be solidified so they can protect our greatest asset and the the best fucking quarterback in the league. And yes, that is not Josh Allen. That is not Joe Burrow. That is not Justin Herbert. And that is not any other quarterback. That is Patrick Levon Mahomes. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. Like I said, we're, we're getting into the dead period of the offseason. There's going to be more OTAs coming up. I think I believe in June will be another camp. Um, and then it'll be training camp before we know it and preseason will be here. And then the regular season will be here. Um, I do plan on getting some content out there to you guys. Like I said, I'm going to have to create some new ways, um, just to get episodes and content out there. All right, Chiefs Kingdom. With that being said, the connect was real.